1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Just the Headers. It's another week of headlines in the crypto world. Fucking headlines from left and right. Shout out to M Stone in the Slack community that fixed our database. <laughs> yeah, thank it's, you. It's totally not just a spreadsheet, it's a database. Um,. Yeah, but anyways, my name is D. You probably know my voice by now. Sometimes it's silky, sometimes it's night. Not. Night. Not. And I'm no, joined it's, by... It's, huh? It's silky all the time. What are you talking about? It's pretty smooth, bro. It's pretty <laughs> smooth. I'm not going to lie to you. I do vocal training by myself. Um, No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. Um, I'm joined by the world's greatest man. If you there's so every time I think about this man, I think about the song um, "The Greatest uh, Man That Ever Lived" by oh, Weezer. So Jesse's girl? No, no, <laughs> not, no, that song's whack. There's a song by Weezer called "I'm the Greatest Man That Ever Lived." Whoa! And it that's what I think of whenever I think of Jesse. Everybody, give it up for Jesse. The man broke.
2: You're so nice. I don't know. You always give me those great <clears> things.
1: <throat> you know, I try to be a generous man. You know, I try to boost those around me. You get, you yeah. get what you give. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How is it? Oh, it? Huh?
2: D is D is the D is one of the one of the best hype men.
1: I hype really, the good, shit really good dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. Appreciate that. Um, You're the man. You are the real man.
1: <laughs> I don't think people tuned in to hear us S each other's D's. Oh, okay. All but, right. Let's, um, um, let's 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 do this then, I guess, after we talk about what kind of weeks we had. Yeah. So before we get into like our typical cadence here, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, we talk about cryptocurrency headlines, man. There's a lot of them. Hundreds every single week. Because um, crypto, there's a lot of news going on. And so we thought, we were like, hey, why don't we just um, Curate it and talk about it And that's what the show is about That's why it's called Just the Headers If you don't know what a header is Then you probably just got into crypto And you don't know what a block header is And that's okay, I just gave you something to Google So why don't you go do your fucking homework Press pause on this, go Google that and Then come back, and you'll appreciate the pun Alright, because no pun should go unappreciated Um, Yeah so how was your week jesse uh it's
2: it's been it's been all right i had an interesting hiccup uh with uh with a professor but you know it's uh hopefully it's you end addressed. up
1: uh, calling him a, a bitch like were you like hey professor i'm tired of this shit mm, no i oh yeah no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> It wouldn't be very like advantageous to your situation to call your professor a bitch, anyways. But I know you probably said something like that in your head. What'd you say in your head to the professor?
2: Uh, I don't understand why you're so se- in, you're so sensitive. That's that's what I was saying in my head.
1: What did you say to this man or woman?
2: Uh, I I correct them in class
1: because they get things wrong. Any Ooh. any
2: any other teacher, they enjoy it, right? But like this guy
1: does not enjoy being corrected. Oh. so You know what that means, right? So, um, he's, getting re- he's getting rejected at home in the bed. He... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It could mean anything, really. I mean, it could mean maybe you put the hot dog in the hot dog bun too fast so your bun's now soggy and not crispy like you want it. It, it, it could mean that maybe he doesn't truly know how to saute onions and that's been fucking with them. And every time you ask him a question that shows that he doesn't know what he's talking about, then he's reminded of the fact that he doesn't know one more thing on top of mm-hmm. not knowing how to saute onions. Do you, so, do you toast your hot dog buns? I do. That sounds good. Do you, do you toast them in like a toaster oven or, or like I a do toaster? Not. Or I a actually grill? take, um, I actually take a, sliver of butter and i Mm -hmm. put that in the pan and then i take the bun and then i spread it out and i get it nice and toasty crispy what kind of butter do you use i use green that green tub it's like irish butter Mm. you know what i'm talking about is it is
2: it's not fat free right
1: no it is real butter it is okay what they thought would clog your arteries kind of butter but now we think it's like Greasing your arteries, kind of butter. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works. I feel like that's going to be a bad story. Like, there's all these people hooked on like putting butter in their coffee and butter in all their meals. And then <laughs> it's going to turn out pretty sour when their heart stops working. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that. That's rude. But anyway.
2: All right. So, so wait, hold on. Yeah. You know what? I, I've been eating a lot of like different types of hot dogs lately. Interesting. That's, that's I didn't know there were different types. We mean different brands. Um, well, different brands. Uh, yes, different brands and also different types, right? You can have beef, you could have chicken, you could have pork, you could have any combinations of those three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you could have, you know, the ones that, uh, don't have, I guess, nitrites.
1: Um, You could have ones with like different casings, like real natural casing. I was so jelly the other day when you're like, I'm about to chop up some hot dog and put it in some rice. I was like, oh my God, that sounds good, actually.
2: It's really good. I'm going to do that soon.
1: I'm going to dice up some hot dogs, Uh fry them bitches, and throw them in some rice and just like go to town. Put some egg. Make like fried rice with hot dog. It's pretty good. Ooh, sounds so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, my week was Okay. Uh I like how we like take so long to get to my week um Michael' okay is really productive. I've been working on kind of automating building an automated system for one of my clients uh to automate a lot of the work, so it's been pretty sexy like with um, uh, Excel or like with what um combination of things like google Drive uh Trello, zapier twilio um lots of things. So, oh, gotcha. Um, that's cool. I also went on a date, so that was interesting.
2: Ooh,
1: yeah. Okay. I went to go see Hustlers with this chick.
2: Is that a is that a new movie?
1: Yeah, it's the one with J Lo where they strippers. Oh, okay. And I, I went for one reason, Jesse. I wanted to see naked J Lo, and it got close. There's J Lo in a g string, which is just for, oh. Date was all right. But there's Zalo in a G string, which was like, that's close. Like that's the closest I'm gonna get, <laughs> and I loved it. It was great. It was a very entertaining movie. There was lots of um, testicles. Mm. Um, you know it was it was good. It was, it was entertaining. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. Um.
2: Is it like like Magic Mike, except you know,
1: not with men? Well, I haven't seen Magic Mike. Uh oh, okay. Because something about me doesn't want to just stare at dudes' abs <laughs> like for two hours in a row. Like I don't have know. Have you ever watched
2: like the notebook?
1: I have watched the notebook. Oh, okay. What did you
2: think about that?
1: It legit is one of the best movies of all time. Oh, wow. It's scary, though, because, like, I know it's unrealistic because, like, if my woman, spoiler alert, I mean, if my woman had Alzheimer's and she didn't remember who the hell I was, then that'd be a wrap. Like, I'd just be so sad all the time. I wouldn't be able to constantly try to remind her, like, who I am. I don't know. Am I thinking about the right movie? Mm. Hold on. let
2: Let me think. Yes, you are thinking about the right movie. Okay, cool. Yes.
1: Yeah. But anyways, we should probably talk about crypto. Cause yeah. We're, like, we're just talking about random, lame, us, regular shit. You know what I'm saying? I uh, bought some new underwear. That's pretty dope. Fruit the Loom, baby. All day. Is All it right. Briefs? So, huh? Briefs? No, 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 no. Box of briefs on me. <laughs> what Boxer do I look briefs. like?
2: I don't know. Wait, briefs? Oh, okay. Box of briefs. Yeah, okay.
1: What the fuck do I look like? <laughs> briefs. Get <out> of here. <laughs> All right. Um... All right, so the first article that we're going to is written by Danny Nelson. What the hell? Are you seeing this guy, Danny Nelson? Uh, yeah. That's one That's really hell of great. a profile picture right there. That's the kind of profile picture that says, I work in Starbucks only. <laughs> like You'll never catch me writing these articles anywhere but Starbucks. Really? I like my Americanos cold. That's a, Look at this. Look at his face.
0: All really? right.
2: I mean, okay. I feel like like he could be like a lead singer of like
1: the new yeah. millennials
2: version of like Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: Maroon 6. Yeah, like Maroon 6. Dude, that's what he <laughs> Anyways, this article is written by Danny Nelson. Energy commodities trading software launches on the Hyperledger fabric. So for those of you that don't know what Hyperledger is, it's basically a private blockchain, which... By the way, is complete and utter bullshit. But a private blockchain, um, that I believe is—is is that J.P. Morgan's thing? Hyperledger? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's J.P. Morgan's private blockchain. Like, what the fuck is the point of a private blockchain? But anyways, we're not gonna go into my opinions on my show. Uh, a new, so- <laughs> a new software based on the Hyperledger Fabric blockchain was launched for commodities trading. Um. Uh, for the gas industry. So Inhaleek's marketplace was unveiled at the Gas Tech Energy Conference in Singapore. Wait, I lied. Hyperledger is uh, uh, It's not J.P. Morgan? No, J.P. Morgan is not. No, no. J.P. Morgan is qu- have... quorum, not Quorum. It might be Quorum. Let me look at it again. Um,
2: yeah, that's J.P. Morgan. Quorum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Hyperledger is uh, an umbrella project from uh, Linux Foundation with contributions by IBM,
1: Intel, and whoever SAP Ariba is. That's not true. Somebody else is beyond Hyperledger. It's not IBM. I mean, IBM, they're probably working on it now, but.
2: So in December 2015, the Linux Foundation announced the creation of the Hyperledger project. The founding members of uh, members of the project were announced uh, in February 2016 and 10 further members and the makeup of the governing board were announced March 29th. On May 19th, Brian Bellendorf was appointed executive director of the project. So it was started by the Linux Foundation.
1: Yeah, JP Morgan's in there. Look, members mm-hmm. and governance. Um, I'm looking on Wikipedia.
2: You're right. Uh, yes, under the members and governance. Yeah. Uh, but then there was, there's was also a lot of other people,
1: right? Yeah, they're trying something, but it's, they're not gonna, it's not gonna work. They don't understand. They don't understand this shit. They, they really don't. But anyways, the software streamlines commodities trading, uh, with applications supporting every step of the process, pre-trade, KYC, trade execution, and post-trade risk management. While automated systems and smart contracts make these energy trades faster and more organized for users. So uh, here's a quote. When you encapsulate commodity trades, in blockchain smart contracts you essentially increase the speed of your trading activities avoid data reconciliations and messy data interfaces so uh, i mean basically they're trying to like trade energy commodities on a blockchain good for them you know big ups big ups to you guys next article oh,
2: by the way if, it just just like so we can not you know Give people the wrong information. Hyperledger Fabric is the permission blockchain infrastructure originally contributed by IBM and digital mm-hmm. asset. Um there's also different flavors of Hyperledger. Hyperledger Sawtooth was originally contributed by Intel. And then a Hyperledger aroha I guess is uh doesn't say it's being created by anybody. I'm just reading
1: off the Wikipedia, yeah. by the way, for anybody who is wondering. Um uh, Hey, there's a Hyperledger cello. The National Bank of Cambodia. There's a lot. Have you ever seen that Dave Chappelle skit where he talks about like when he gets rich, he he buys uh, Cambodian breast milk and that's all that he drinks?
2: Yeah, I I remember. I vaguely remember that, yeah.
1: 100% pure Cambodian breast milk. I was like, wow, this dude is wilding right now. Doesn't make any sense okay um let's let's press forward here so we had another article um where did it go i've got so many windows open okay here. venezuela venezuela our favorite crazy ass country this country is wild okay so venezuela reportedly wants its central bank to hold bitcoin so interesting that's very interesting uh, this bank is like is likewise considering proposals to count cryptocurrencies toward international reserves that have plummeted in recent years. So that's very interesting, Jesse. It's almost like Satoshi's vision is like just coming true. He was like, yeah, the shitty countries are going to be the first to adopt because their currency sucks. So they need something that they can't control. That they can govern against. It's going to sure. be cute. It's going to be some cute shit. Here's another article. Not article, but here's more of that article, but then I'm going to skip out because ecryptonews.com is trash. It's like 70 words and 80 articles. It's garbage. But here's the rest of that article. It's not certain where uh, uh, Petroleos got the Bitcoin and Ethereum, let alone how much it has. Uh, there's also no guarantee that companies would accept such a move when crypto's relatively anon- relative anonymity, anonymity, and the pot- potential for money laundering leads many other banks to hold off. So, yeah, right. Because if anybody's gonna be in the money laundering biz, it's gonna be the banks, baby. You're not gonna out money launder the banks. All right, who's Petroleos? I have no idea. Actually,
2: doesn't even mention who, who, or what Petróleos is.
1: I'm if I had to take my best educated guess, it's the company that's created the Petro cryptocurrency in Venezuela. Oh, That'd be my uh, okay. best educated well, guess.
2: So the when I Google Petróleos, it's uh it's a petroleum company out of um, Mexico. Word. Oh, oh, it says PEMEX. But I hold on, this it. may not be it. Let's see, Petróleos Venezuela. Let's see what we get. Petróleos. Right. Okay, here we go. It's an oil industry company. It says PDVSA. It's Petróleos de Venezuela. So it's apparently a. It's owned. It's a state-owned uh, oil industry company. It's owned by the government of Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um. So it says Petróleos de Venezuela S.A. is mm-hmm. the Venezuelan. State-owned oil and natural gas company. It has activities in exploration, production, refining, and exporting oil, as well as exploration and production of natural gas. Revenue is forty-eight billion in twenty sixteen. Seventy thousand employees. Net income eight hundred twenty-eight million in twenty sixteen.
1: That's interesting. So it's a state-owned company. So basically, it's the state sanctioning them owning cryptocurrencies. That would be the end game there, right? By, by the, the way, also saying
2: cool. they, they don't even know where the the company got the Bitcoin and Ethereum.
1: That's what the article was saying. Uh, That's pretty funny. Well, why would they know? They wouldn't know. But anyways, last article for that. And then we're moving on to Monday's news. Uh, Fidelity Digital Assets is to provide custody for Bitcoin derivatives yield fund. So there's not much to say here except for the fact that like institutional money is here. And I think it's going to start guiding the way things go. I mean, Fidelity is no small company. In fact, I think they're the largest derivatives trader, if I'm not wrong there. I could be wrong. I think I'm very wrong. Might be the biggest. They're huge though. Um, so here's here's a little bit from this article and then we're gonna push on a Monday in this motherfucker. An asset manager wants to have a go go at a Bitcoin options based fund as major exchanges make crypto derivatives trading more accessible to investors. So Here's a quote. I think that w- I think what was missing in the crypto market is a lot of very solid traditional types of products but with crypto assets. That's it. Here's another quote. Skilled investors are going to take a lot more advantage of those who are less skilled in such markets when compared to more mature equity and fixed income markets. Um yeah, so institutional money is here. It ain't going nowhere. Mm. Okay. Well, you, you know what's crazy is like when I first got onto this whole adventure, I heard like institutional money was going to make Bitcoin astronomically, astron- like exponentially more valuable than it was. Sure. And it is, like technically, right? Like, I mean, it went from three digit to five digit valuation. It's a pretty big amount, you know? Yeah. But, It's weird how slow and how fast it's happening at the same time. Does that make any sense? Um, I guess it doesn't. But Anyways, we can push on, bro. It's your day for the news. Okay. All right. So uh, let's look at
2: Monday. So the first article from Monday talks about the IRS releasing tax cheat info raising concerns about crypto theft. Cheating ass bitch. Interesting. So the US uh, IRS released a new report and infographic on Thursday illustrating unpaid and or underpaid taxes for the years 2011 to 2013. The numbers reflect estimates based on the last such findings for the years 2008 to 2010. With Commissioner Chuck Reddick citing the importance of voluntary compliance and crypto's popularity on the rise, the IRS is growing increasingly concerned with opportunities for tax evasion afforded by the new digital money. Um. What? Okay. So there's a quote from IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick, stating, "Voluntary compliance is the bedrock of our tax system, and its important or and it's important. It is holding steady.
1: Hmm. That doesn't seem like a sentence makes sense. No, no, no. no, no. It, 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 is it is important. It is holding. Oh, I get it now. Okay." Yeah, he's just he's like everybody fucking pay your taxes voluntarily. Um, what the fuck is voluntary about it? When I get paid, the taxes go. Like, get it?
2: And like, ah, he. supporting this thesis is Reddick's almost desperate proclamation that quote maintaining the highest possible voluntary compliance rate also helps ensure that taxpayers believe our system is fair. Hopefully, it is more than belief upholding an expected 3.4 trillion yielding federal tax collection drive for 2019. Much of it will be spent on policies and actions, large slices of the populist view as question uh, objectionable, inefficient, and immoral, or or immoral rather. Uh, I, I guess this, this this is Bitcoin.com, so it's going to have a little bent in terms of mm. people not
1: wanting. To. It's just going to be skewed, baby. pay their taxes
2: um so the global crypto threat the irs is concerned with tax evasion via crypto doesn't end at the u.s border the recently formed j5 the joint chiefs of global tax Enforcement, is a coalition of enforcement agencies around the world comprised of the irs's criminal investigation division the australian criminal intelligence commission and the australian taxation office the uh it's like a whole bunch of the canada revenue agency the Fiscal ing That's It's German. a German. It's German. And <laughs> HM Revenue and Customs. Don't know where thats um, The is.
1: Fiskal-ing-lichtingen.
2: Of the, the goal of the coalition is combating transnational tax crimes through an Say increased word. Say enforcement. The o word. Man.
1: <laughs> Say the O-word. Do word. I look like I'm German to you? Give it a shot, man. Which one do you want me to do? The O-word. You know which one I'm talking about. Okay, okay upsporing <laughs> upsporing yeah, how do you even make your mouth make those noises? What the fuck is going on in Germany?
2: bro, you don't even understand <laughs> I bet you if you just lived in Germany, you'd be like, Oh, this makes sense.
1: This, this this all makes sense. I get it now
2: here, here here's here's something How do you say how do you say the word p e t r i how do you pronounce that? Petri okay, you say petri right? yeah but think about your uh your English rules on how you pronounce things if you have two consonants in between two vowels, mm-hmm. the first vowel should be not strong, right?
1: Yeah, it should so be it should short be, like eh
2: instead of E. Yeah. E so it should long. be Petri, right? Yeah,
1: Petri. Yeah.
2: Now the British, they say Petri. Americans, because we like going against the British, we say Petri.
1: Yeah, but, so then more, that, but ours is better though.
2: I I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's just one of those things, man. You know, German people probably think this is this is badass, Fiscallying and Lichten and oh, unsporing ding. <laughs>
1: This word is this shit. We
2: just don't even know, bro. We just don't even know.
1: We have no idea. Right, Look how so, many consonants uh, are in this fucking world. We're running shit over here in Germany. This is how we get down. Hold on. Let's pause for the cause for a second. This IRS I officer has a gun.
2: Where do you see the that? Hell? Oh, you're
1: looking like, at That picture, right? IRS CID, Criminal yeah. Investigation Division. They yeah. have gats, bro. You got to get is, gatted up to collect taxes. That's cool. Shit is serious out in these streets, Jesse. Dude, that's a clogger. Damn. Can you imagine being that bad of a bad guy that they're coming to beat your door down with guns just to get your tax dollars? If it was a Gatling gun, I'd be concerned. I wish I were a fucking Tommy gun. Yeah, I'd be like, why are we
2: in the fucking 18 like 50s? Why are 1950s? is it is it 1950?
1: Oh, you mean like that old school Gatling gun, like from Hold the Wild on, West, the like Gatling gun? I don't
2: know. That
1: you turn with a wrench and shit, like I'm oh, talking shit. about. That like is fucking,
2: the Gatling gun, dude.
1: That's that true. Like,
2: what? The Gatling gun is the one where you turn it. Yeah, you turn it like it was 1862 to
1: 1911. Bro, can you imagine rolling up to the battlefield with your musket and you're like, "I'm about to do this shit for my Yo, country." Have you ever seen one of those like
2: those those infantry wars and then like they unveil the Gatling gun and then somebody just cranks that shit and just mows the other entire army down?
1: Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, can you imagine that shit? If your commander's like, "Go out there and do it for your country," and you're like, "All right, I got this shit. It's right? going down. I got my bag of gunpowder. I got my pellets. I got my maize powder." I'm about to do this shit, and then you go, you stroll on the battlefield, and they pull out a gatling gun. I would be like, dude, you failed me, Commander. You <laughs> fucking failed me. This is like, what am I supposed to do but die? I got no, I got no options here. I might as well be throwing rocks at this dude. Wow. So it's 200 rounds
2: per minute of 58 caliber, and then 400 to 900 rounds per minute of 30 caliber.
1: That's it, bro. It's a wrap. You can't a musket can't win that war. No, it can't. You're done. The, oh, dude, let's take a tip the trip back in time for a second and think about like, can you imagine this the the Revolutionary War where like your captain is like, "Yo, this is the game plan. You're gonna march 15 feet away from those dudes, and then we're gonna shoot first, and then they're gonna shoot us, <laughs> and then we're gonna shoot them, and whoever has the most people standing wins.
2: It's like don't forget, only fire until <laughs> you see the white. Don't fire until yeah. you see the whites of their eyes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And here's the thing: they're gonna shoot back at us. Just don't move, okay? <laughs> just, 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 just like when they when they aim their guns at you. Don't run. Just stand there because that's how we win. is just standing there. I would dude, do you know how I would desert so fast. I'd be like, wait, wait a second, wait. You'd be like that one guy trying to do like zigzag patterns. Hell yeah. I'd be like, my fucking like excuse I say it in my like most polite British ass accent, because you know most Americans still kind of probably had a British accent. You know, they Mm -hmm. were kicking it with like Guinevere and shit guinevere was like, oh like you should come over to my (laughs) crib you know like unbutton my trousers or whatever and then so fucking Yeah, I'll be like uh commander uh fucking no I'm not gonna fucking stand there and get fucking shot or the fucking (laughs) I'm gonna run. That's bloody retarded. That's what I say. They don't say D's in England say bloody that's bloody retarded. Anyways, I don't even fucking know how we got on, on that tangent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because IRS is packing up now. Yeah.
2: All right. That was only my first article. So let's Shit. see what you can We're do with my next three. All right, right. Here we go. All right. Overstock class action claims SEC blocked firm's digital dividend lockup. All right, so it's something against Overstock. An investor has launched a class action lawsuit against Overstock and two former (laughs) execs claiming security.
1: Why are you laughing? Look at his face, man. Look at Patrick Byrne's face in that picture. That's the same face you make when your wife just caught you with your mistress. Like, look at his face. He's like, oh, shit. They got me. They got me good. I'm sorry. I'm I going to stop interrupting you. I know you're trying to get through this shit, and I'm not making. I mean, easy. I, it's
2: it's fine. Like, I, let's just come
1: up with like memes for his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to put this face in the Slack. I'm sorry. You, you keep going. You keep going. Like that feeling when
2: what? Just like put a blank and then have people like fill that out. That feeling
1: when. <laughs> I'm sorry. You keep going, this is, uh, All right, all right. We've right, got right. to we go. report so, to the news. Okay, we're journalists. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh,
2: who's Ha? Oh, Benjamin uh-huh. All right. So there's a guy. Class action lawsuit. Dividend was locked up for six months. Impossible for short short sellers to maintain their short positions. People were mad because they wanted to short Overstock and they couldn't. All right. Cool. Good article. Next article is way cooler because it talks about what Google's quantum supremacy means for the future of cryptocurrency. And uh, just like that, the promise of quantum computers overtaking traditional computers is one step closer to reality. According to a recent report by the Financial Times, tech giant Google claims to have achieved quantum supremacy. All right, so the long and the short of this is that uh, Google created like a 70-something bit or quantum, well, it's a 70-something bit quantum computer. And problem is you're gonna need a lot more than 70 something bits. You're gonna need like, I think it's like uh, a million or a hundred thousand to actually do anything to actually like crack uh, uh, AEC 2V6 or whatever. Um, so yeah, this is this is this is dope, but this is not the end of crypto security for Bitcoin. So, but this is this is great. This is like this is the first step.
1: What are you talking all about? Right. What? What are you talking about? Google's quantum computer. Man, that ah, uh, some bullshit. What dude? I just think it's bullshit, that's all. I mean it's not bullshit. It's just like have you
2: ever made like a like a like an eight bit ALU? Or like it's like it does math, but it does like binary math. Like it's it's cool, but it's not like a calculator in a calculator is not even cool anymore so yeah you gotta start
1: somewhere you go you i mean it i it. get it and all but like this is for military funding like this is militarily funded i know it is why would they say quantum supremacy it's like a oh, very because- particular word choice
2: well- Okay. Well, no, no, no. It actually means something, you know, like, um, what was the, uh, the Turing test, you know, the Turing test? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. know. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, like tests so that, you know, if you make a decent AI, decent enough AI and it tricks a human, like, you know, 60 or 70% of the time, then you can consider it like good or whatever, like almost human it's it's one of those things it's like quantum supremacy means something in the context of quantum comp, uh, computing and they've achieved that now it doesn't really mean much as far as bitcoin security is concerned but it means something to that community
1: okay i mean yeah i mean yes i i, I get that it's very it's a very, it's an astonishing scientific achievement
2: yeah that's what it is
1: But I wish they would, like, they're unveiling it as, like, we're just doing this for science's sake. When in reality, like, we've built this to try and break other countries' encryption. Obviously. Like, that's why Google's getting all this money to do all this research.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. But, like, they're celebrating, like, the first calculator, like, you're like you're like you're waiting for the iPhone already and it's like, well
1: they have, they, gotta, they gotta No, I'm not saying that. Like I, I understand it's exciting. I, I get yeah. the excitement. I just like I don't know, man. I'm old now, I'm tainted. I'm like you just, you just quantum want it. supremacy. You
2: just, you just want it to work.
1: No, that's not it. I don't even give a shit about quantum I have nothing I need to quantum compute. I don't <laughs> like, I don't know. What am I gonna quantum compute like how I I have nothing that I need quantum computation for, so like I'm so off of the radar like for if thing. Like, hmm? if you could, if you could, um,
2: well, so quantum quantum computation, like, it allows you to significantly, at, at a at a more significant pace, calculate things, right? So if you yeah. had a really old S function. Or you had a really large probability, like a set of data, you could chunk through that and get a very similar answer to if you were to put that through traditional ones and zeros um, computer architecture, right? And you'd get the answer a lot faster using more than Mm -hmm. just two bits. And that's the idea. It like
1: breaks the laws of physics too. Oh well, not laws of uh classical physics right it's it's a, it's a, doing quantum mechanics kind of shit which when everything gets that small physics break
2: well so, you you get, you get like multiple states right you don't just have one or zero on or off you have like both you have you can have percentages of both you get probability uh you get a probability of one happening and a probability of zero happening
1: yeah it's like a um it it works as trinary, not binary, right? And that uh, that's
2: that's like a simple way of thinking of quantum computing. That's like that's like how they introduce the concept. They're like, hey, we can go beyond binary, and quantum computing is like trinary, except you learn that it goes beyond trinary. Mm. It's like like the, the the state the third state, the trinary state, is actually not a true trinary. It's not like zero, one, or two that that two is actually a probability of zero or one. That's where you have quantum entanglement.
1: That's some trippy shit. But
2: yeah, anyway, so I'd rather have... One of my buddies
1: has the Hamiltonian function tattooed on his bicep. He was way into that shit. Oh. Yeah, I know.
2: What if somebody like got pi like tattooed all over their body? Just start at like your wrist and then make a sleeve of pi. Do you have a favorite function?
1: uh no no i don't
2: i love fourier transforms
1: you like going from
2: time domain to frequency domain
1: yeah man those are my favorite i really like that shit i was like man this is cool you can basically do whatever you want with sine waves they're really useful for signals processing yeah but that's really boring
2: for me Uh, or engineering
1: in and of itself is extremely
2: boring i i agree Depending on what you're doing. like If you're not making something, if you're not building something cool, it's probably boring.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, let's move on to Tuesday's news, finally. So, speaking of uh, boring, how about that for a fucking segue? You like that shit? Wait, wait, wait. Did Mark Cuban,
2: was he ever backing crypto? He was, right? Yeah, he was. He's full of shit. That guy's full of shit. Okay, because yeah. there's an article saying that he would be happier owning bananas than Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, and he's lying.
2: Clicked. He 180'd.
1: Yeah, he's lying. Um, Here's here's another article from Tuesday. Uh, okay. Russian nuclear scientist gets $7,000 fine for mining Bitcoin at work. That's just, just funny. Like... How they, one, how long was he doing it before they found out? Like, that's that's, the shit that's funny. Oh, I guess I should read the article. One of three scientists caught illegally Bitcoin mining at Russian Nuclear Lab has been fined 450,000 rubles or 7,000 bucks. As reported in the Moscow Times Tuesday, Denis Baikov Baikov has handed the penalty by Jurisdictional City court. ...for accessing the lab's supercomputer to illegally mine the world's top cryptocurrency by market valuation. Located in Surov, Russia, the top secret lab was where the first Soviet nuclear bombs were manufactured in the late 1940s. It remains home to some of the Russia's most powerful computers. Uh, the mining trio was first exposed last February... <laughs> and promptly handed over to the Federal Security Service. Here is a quote. I can say one thing for sure. They were not detained on the first day they began to mine. So I've done a little bit of Russian. I've got a lot of accents inside of me. All right, this next article. Are you there, Jesse, or are you frying hot dogs? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I can okay. hear you now, yeah. yeah I've been you know, here. I think that you have accents inside of YouTube, but you don't want to offend people, and I just don't care. So, um... Yeah. Here's, here's the next article. This is written by Aaron Wood. It had 9,140 views, so... It, it's fucking... It's cracking, bro. People out there reading this shit. Leak tax filing. CEO of... The CEO of, of Under Fire Brazilian firm owns 25,000 Bitcoin. Holy uh, shit. It's
2: got a chunky chunk.
1: 25,000? That's 25 million, right? No, the price has gone down. And it'd be 2.5 billion. No, what's, come on, brain. 25,000 had it still been at. Ten thousand, two hundred fifty million. Okay, the CEO of Brazilian cryptocurrency firm Grupo Bitcoin Banco has claimed twenty five thousand bitcoins, uh, a staggering two hundred nine million dollars, as a press time on tax filing, uh, while also saying his firm is unable to pay out customer funds as the result of a hack. Ooh. <laughs> This dude took their money, bought a bunch of Bitcoin, stole that Bitcoin, and now he's fucking bouncing. Man, this damn industry gets so shady sometimes. That's fucked up, man. All right, next article on Tuesday. Wow. What do they say, Jesse? Not your keys. Not your keys. You're always trying to fuck with me, Jesse. you always fuck with me. of the time. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the last article Rakuten, SBI, Monex launched Japan uh, Security Trading, uh, Security Token Offering Association. So, six major Japanese brokers' firms, such as SBI Securities and Rakuten Securities, officially established Japan Security Token Offering Association. Um, So, self regulated entity, it'd be an SRO. Uh, it was shared by Yashitaka Katai, CEO and representative director of SBI Holdings and an exec at Ripple Labs. The General Incorporated Association will be mainly collaborating on the development of self-regulations for security token offerings, according to the press release. In the announcement, Monex stressed the difference between STOs and initial coin offerings, a type of fundraising where a company usually issues its own cryptocurrency. Monex emphasized that ICO industry experienced uh, some fraudulent cases while issuance and trading of security tokens is legally recognized and its global popularity is growing as a new methodology of financing. So, um, I guess security token offerings are trying to take off, but in reality, it's going to be a tough swing in the States, like a real tough swing. That shit might work elsewhere, but in, uh, shit might work elsewhere, but you're not going to have an STO. In the States, I don't think, because the SEC is going to be all over that shit. So, Mm -hmm. yep. You said, "Mm mm-hmm, I heard that. that, (laughs) Where'd that come from? "Mm Mm-hmm, SEC going to get that shit. Quote from Jesse. Yep. All right, your turn. Uh, All right. Here we go. Wednesday,
2: Facebook will create shadow banking system major u.s banks warn
1: no it won't
2: but go on keep going i'm sorry facebook's crypto project libra will potentially create a shadow banking system according to the banks at the federal advisory board fact u.s banks fear libra will reduce payment volumes after the u.s federal reserve asked some of the nation's largest banks about libra the banks expressed their negative stance towards the project outlining the risks of potential decline in demand deposit accounts and bank payment volumes Bloomberg reports September 30th. Libra and similar stablecoin projects where a digital coin is pegged to an underlying value consisting of one or more fiat currencies also pose a possible challenge to, bank, to the bank business model built on privacy, the banks reportedly said during a quarterly meeting of the FAC earlier in September. Noting that about 52% of the US population or 170 million people were considered active Facebook users in 2018, Banks suggest that Facebook is potentially creating a digital monetary ecosystem outside of sanctioned financial markets, or a quote shadow banking system. The the banks, <laughs> the banks argued, quote, as consumers adopt Libra, the more uh, more deposits could migrate onto the platform, effectively reducing liquidity, and that disintermediation may further expand into loan and investment services. Yo, they're mad. They're mad that like, if Libra goes through that 5.2% or that 37 whatever that liquidity percentage that they have to maintain is going to be like zapped. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have to be bailed out by the Federal Reserve. And then the Federal Reserve is going to be like, yeah, we have to bail you out because we can't let you fail. And then that would cause the US to the dollar to devalue really, really fast. Because, like, a lot it of value is going to get sucked up into
1: Libra. You heard what Apple's exec said this morning. He was like, somebody kept asking him if Apple was going to release a cryptocurrency. And he was like, no, governments do money. Uh, so,
0: man, so cr- gonna Bitcoin is Apple.
1: disrupting, man. that's At the end of the day, we can all agree that Bitcoin is throwing wrenches in systems and putting sand in gearboxes and vaginas. Like, it's definitely... Fucking shit up.
2: I can't wait for what would happen in the next price movement. Oh, a drastic upswing? Either either a decrease in US dollar, which will cause BTC prices to rise, right? Because that's, that's, that's what's going to... BTC won't inherently rise in value. It's just the US dollar will just look that much weaker compared mm-hmm. to Bitcoin. Or Bitcoin tanks along with it. It'll just be so interesting to see
1: what'll happen. I think it's gonna, I think, I think we're living in good, we're living in some interesting times, man. We got some crazy shit going on. We got a president talking about deep state shit. Have you heard of this shit? Anyways, we're oh, not gonna talk about that. Man. That That's deep, but man, Jesse, I am excited. I am Gungam style excited. Oof. Oh, yeah, here we go. So I got, a, got some more articles for you guys. All
2: right, here we go. Uh, video. Shows ten million dollars. Chinese Bitcoin mining farm in
1: flames. Another one. This is like the second one in two years. Wow. It's interesting. So so sources say
2: the mining farm belonged to the company InnoSilicon and roughly ten million dollars worth of mining rigs were destroyed. That's pretty that's pretty cool. Oh wait, this is old. This is pretty old. It is? Yeah. How old is old? Like five days ago.
1: Oh, that's not that old. Four days, five days. Okay. Um, it's bananas, man, to see $10 million just burn up like that. But you, you think it was insurance fraud? I
2: don't
1: think so. Who would insure some crazy shit like that? That's don't they
2: manufacture silicon manufacturers? They're miners. It's like Bitmain. Yeah. They are actually a competitor to Bitmain, I believe.
1: Bro, imagine if you own that. Like how would you fight someone? Like would you beat somebody's ass if your mining farm went up in smoke?
2: Well, I sure they have insurance, right?
1: I mean that's what I'm saying, but like if you're an insurer, would I wouldn't insure that if I was an insurer?
2: Well, let's just hope that they had insurance and the insurance. Nobody has to die. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's some shit people get murdered over, like for real.
2: Ten million burning?
1: Yeah, man. Because if you invest ten million in something, you're gonna at least try to expect that you're gonna make twenty okay. in due time. You know what I mean? Okay.
2: Like, like three years, five years.
1: I don't know. Three years would be okay. Three years would be juicy. Five years would still be a good investment. Sure. But anyways, I digress. I take. I. I. I I'm the one that I'm the reason we go on tangents. It's. It's, it's not. I
2: think, I think it depends on the week, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. You went on a rant last week, man. You were in a yeah. ranty mood. You were like, "Fuck Bitcoin, fuck this shit, fuck all of it." Doesn't make any sense. I'm tired of it. I'm gonna go get some hot dogs. Yeah,
2: those hot dogs are delicious,
1: bro. Now you make me every time. Here's the thing, though. Every time I want a hot dog, I eat them, man. and I'm like, "Man, I don't even like this shit that much."
2: Do you not like hot dogs? Like not as much as you do, apparently. Bro, like every you not I- put like ketchup and mustard on that and like chili. I eat, like, one
1: hot dog a year. like What kind of hot dogs do you eat? Whatever the fuck is there. Like, sometimes it's at, like, a ball game. Sometimes it's, like, at a movie theater. Like, I don't know. But, like, at least once a year, I'm like, man, I want a fucking hot dog. And then I get it, and I'm like, man, that just was not what I thought it was going to be.
2: Okay, let me ask you this. Do you know your brands of hot dog?
1: There's Nathan's. There's Oscar Mayer. There's... Okay, uh, okay. There's a Bar S.
2: Okay, I don't one. know that one.
1: There's uh Hill Country Farm. There's okay. John uh, Johnsonville. Okay, yeah. There's um. Have you ever had uh, Boar's Head? By uh, I have not, but so Boar's Head is that. good. Try that.
2: Try that.
1: Working, I recommend those that. Hot Dogs.
2: Do you do you have like a Kroger or Publix?
1: Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, grocery stores.
2: Okay, go there, go to the Boar's Head section, and then find the natural casing, no nitrates, like super like, like vegan looking shit, right? Yeah. It's, it's gonna be like ten dollars for like a pack of maybe six hot dogs, maybe or like eight. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, and then also, have you had a Costco hot dog?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like I've had a Costco hot dog, and okay. if I had the same feeling, I was like,
2: mm. "Oh my god!" You don't like? Okay, well, I mean, so then it just maybe it's just you don't you don't have like a thing for like. No, I do. Of,
1: just once okay. a year.
2: Just once. Like, do you ever get cravings that are like all the time?
1: Not for hot dogs.
2: Okay, like give me give me an example of a food that you crave.
1: Popcorn and with you, hot sauce on it. Pop. Wait, what? That's a thing. Yeah, like pop popcorn in the microwave and then you put hot sauce on it like like butter popcorn
2: or like no flavoring popcorn
1: whatever you want bro the world's your oyster bro
2: what i didn't even know about that i put garlic garlic powder and like parmesan
1: yeah and you can put sriracha on it bro i've never done that you can put tabasco sauce on it like just hot sauce and popcorn is dope and then also jalapenos and popcorn I Crave that shit like every time somebody's like, Yo, let's go to the movie theater. I'm like, Yes, I'm gonna put jalapenos on my popcorn.
2: Do they even have wait? Jalapenos are for like the hot dog,
1: yeah, and for the nachos. But like, at yeah, good movie theaters, they just have the jalapenos like chilling out there, you
2: so you the, can put that's so interesting. Okay,
1: you put the jalapenos in your popcorn. So, what this is what I do is kind of slick. I'm see, I'm I'm slick with my shit, so I'm like, yo, let me get a small popcorn. He's like, okay, here's a small popcorn. That'll be $3,000. I'm like, damn. And then I'm like, all right, well.
2: I'll pay you in uh, Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, and he's like, what's Bitcoin? I'm like, get your stupid ass out of here. No, I'm kidding. That's not how the conversation goes at all. But i like, give me a small bag of popcorn and then a small bag. And he's like, what? Like a small empty bag. And then so I'll take half the popcorn out, right? Uh And I'll pour it in the other bag.
2: Okay. Right.
1: Put butter in one, put jalapenos, bro. Okay. And then I pour the popcorn back on top of that. Oh, right. okay. So like, Want to make I the
2: popcorn sh- soggy though?
1: Yeah, but you don't use the juice. You really got to drain it out. You really okay. got to drain it out. And okay. so then you shake up the half bag. So there's room in the bag, enough for you to shake it. So you get the full flavorful experience with every bite. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Then okay. you pour the other half. On top, like so basically, you're shaking two halves of small popcorn, but you're getting the all flavors, right?
2: Well, when you say all flavors, the jalapenos shouldn't have the brining liquid, right?
1: No, they don't. Okay. So when I say all flavors, I'm saying like you put the butter and you put a little bit of the popcorn salt, just a little bit. And then you put jalapenos in there, shake that shit up, do the same with the other bag. Then you combine it back again. And then, Jesse, what you have is a 100% flavorful bag of popcorn.
2: You're like a bartender with like. Paper yeah. popcorn bags.
1: It's an experience. Up, if going right. to the theater with me is an experience. And did you do are this like,
2: last time you went to the theater?
1: Yeah, bro. I do every time on the they date, have jalapenos on the date that you did, that. Did, that.
2: did you Did you do this? Huh? On the date that you
1: had in the movie theater to watch I put jalapenos Taylor. in my popcorn, and she's like, what are you doing? She's Jamaican, right? So she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm putting jalapenos in this popcorn. <laughs> she's like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, I bet you haven't because... Not a lot of people do this, but okay. So you know where I got the idea. I'm not like, this isn't some crazy shit. When you go get the popcorn, you see the little powder shakers, right? And one of them is jalapeno cheddar. And I was like, yo, jalapeno cheddar. I did not know that. So I got one one time and I was like, yo, jalapeno tastes great with popcorn. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to skip the process step of like having this jalapeno powder that I'm putting on my popcorn and I'm just going to put straight up jalapenos on this shit. And I my did it. And it, checked, and it blew my world away. I was like, this tastes amazing. It's like crispy pickled jalapenos. It tastes delicious. Interesting. And I then will I will probably We
2: never do it. Yeah. But but I, I I appreciate that you're you're on the forefront, on the precipice of human invention.
1: Oh yeah, man. I'm snacktacular in this bitch. It's and then so up. and then I had one ex who put put me on game. She mixed Reese's Pieces in her popcorn, and it blew me away. I was like, I didn't even know you had the liberty to do this. Like, who who gave you the right? And she was like, that's a bit extra. No, I'm kidding. I didn't ask her that. But she, for real, like, she put the Reese's Pieces. She put about, like, half the bag in there and, like, shook it up. And it was so amazing. It was like this salty, sweet, peanut buttery gorgeousness.
2: Did you put jalapenos in there?
1: I didn't put jalapenos in there. But oh. I gave her the pepper that night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. I was, that was a sex joke, man.
2: <laughs> you ever, what's the guy who does uh, In Between Two... Oh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. You're being like you're being like him.
1: Oh, yeah. I, think. I like that show. You like that? I, I tried to say. watch the In Between Two Ferns movie, but it keeps putting me to sleep. Oof. Okay. Where are we? Well, oh, I'm, Thursday. I'm, Shit.
2: Yeah. Are we Are we on yeah. Thursday? No, wait. We got one more for Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's
2: right. Global wash trading on crypto markets down by 30%, 35% in BTI reports. Kraken, Poloniex, Coinbase and Upbit are still the cleanest, quote unquote, cleanest platforms. So, global wash trading on cryptocurrency markets was down more than by more than 35% in September according to the latest surveillance report. From the Blockchain Transparency Institute, BTI. According to the report, global wash trading was reduced by 35.7% among the exchanges on the Institute's top 40 listings. Um, Tells you a little bit about what wash trading is. Bitcoin's wash trading level is roughly 50%. So among other cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is being wash traded at just under 50% according to live tracking data from BTI. Ethereum mm-hmm. levels are at about 75%, XRP at 50%, 55%, and Litecoin at 74%. Interesting. Uh BTI claims that most of this inflated volume is attributable to activity on OKEx, B and Huobi. B box, Box. So the most heavily watched traded tokens among the top twenty-five cryptocurrencies are Ethereum Classic, Monero, and Dash at over 80% fake volume. Which BTI attributes largely to Okex, Bibox, and Bithum. Um, so MakerDAO, Binance Coin, and LEO as the least wash-traded tokens in the top 25 coins, all with fake volume rates of under 25%. But how are they? I wonder how they're getting this data.
1: We should probably try and get one of them on the show, or like. I mean, yeah, like it's this is legitimate information. I'd love to interview them and like kind of learn about their process, how they're measuring this and how they're coming to these percentages, because these are pretty locked type percentages.
2: Yeah, maybe we can pull somebody from there.
1: Hey, Alicia, if you're listening. Can you help us find someone to <laughs> interview
0: about this?
1: Uh, I'll know if you heard that request. Because you'll reach out to us in Slack, but we're looking to interview somebody about this wash trading percentage. Thank you, Alicia. Oh shit, I shouldn't say her government. Oh, nobody knows who she is. So, all right, yeah. Thank you. All right, on to Thursday's news. Speaking of, it, it's a wash. Video. Oh, a, oh, we. That's the same article. That's the same one. All right. Here's another. Here's a different one. Uh, Binance research. Uh. Is stating that Bact is the contributing factor to Bitcoin's fall. So, major cryptocurrency exchange Binance's newest research reports the theory that the launch of institutional trading platform backed partly caused Bitcoin to drop 20%. So, as CoinTelegraph reported, Bact debuted its Bitcoin futures to much fanfare on September 23rd. Three days later, the Bitcoin price plummeted to under eighteen under eight thousand dollars. It plummeted, Jesse. It went from 10,000 to 8,000. It fucking plummeted, bro. Commenters were underwhelmed by the offering that saw negligible trading activity, despite executives promising to open up Bitcoin markets. Binance research was summarized. So here's a quote Backed was touted by many crypto observers as an additional primary channel to bring large institutional flows into cryptocurrency and digital asset markets. It may certainly still do so in the future, as illustrated by the CME futures sluggish start and subsequent pickup in volumes. Uh, Short term wise, though, Back's disappointing start seems to have been a contributing factor to the recent price decline. So, JP Morgan highlights this risk. The verdict builds on similar findings from sources outside the crypto industry. Last week, it was JP Morgan that was unimpressed, but volumes may not be to blame. A report from September 27 quoted by Bloomberg stated, It may be that the listing of physically settled futures markets that enable some holders of physical Bitcoin ergo miners to hedge exposures has contributed to recent price declines rather than the low initial volumes. In an ironic twist, backed in some ways agreed with appraisals of its market impact. On social media, the company described the Bitcoin price decline as price discovery unfolding before our eyes. Prior to that, COO Adam White told mainstream media that back to hoped its futures would aid price discovery in the long term. So, I mean, this is really just taking a shot in the dark and hoping that you land on the bullseye. Uh, It's complete bullshit. Any price drop that you could try and tie it at like, oh, uh, elephant farted in the wind. I guess the price drops 5%. That's why, like, you know what I'm saying? It it doesn't. You can always find a news article to tie to a price drop or a price gain if you try hard enough, right? This article could easily say like, oh, like, uh, you know, like fucking Jesse went and bought Boar's Head hot dogs and it caused the price to go up 5% because people now had confidence in Jesse's hot dog decisions like it it can say whatever really Hmm. that's some deep shit isn't it deep very deep that's what she said um next article CFTC charges head of crypto escrow service with 7 million bitcoin fraud the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission charged John Barry Thompson the head of bitcoin escrow service with 7 million dollars related to fraud in an official news release published on September 30th the regulator revealed that John Barry Thompson of Easton, Pennsylvania is charged with knowingly or recklessly making false reputations to customers in connection with the purported purchase of Bitcoin's worth over $7 million. So he was basically made off and folks, he was taking their money saying he was holding on for it, saying he was going to hold on to it for them and then taking it. So yet again, not your keys, not your keys. So, I mean, I don't know how many times we have to echo that sentiment to people before they start realizing, like, you got to treat Bitcoin differently than you treat other things. It's not a passive engagement. It's active. So active, active engagement. Damn, it's too good. Well, that's it, man. That's the last article of this week, Jesse. I
2: thought we would have ended on like a cooler article, but I guess there really wasn't anything. Yeah, me too, man. Sometimes I. Me too. Ooh! No, no, no! Here, here! Let's end with this update. PayPal officially pulls out of the Libra Association.
1: Oh yeah! They said they're not going. They're not busting in anymore. They're pulling out. They're pulling out. Um. Yeah. PayPal was basically going in on Facebook. Was going to bust in that. They were going to make a crypto baby. But then, uh, PayPal is officially pulling out. So good job paypal's pullout game is strong
2: i wonder what paypal's next move will be make their own paypal coin
1: uh no they're sitting fine i don't think they need to do anything quite honestly
0: probably right
1: paypal's pullout game is real strong bro
2: Tony's
1: ethereum is useless mine is too uh-huh. that's the thing about pullout game is that you can be strong your whole life it only takes one time where you're weak and that's it it's over that's it it's over <laughs> thank that's you a, for that's, that that's the kind of shit you would do <laughs> what look you're rubbing off on me oh man it's, we've been working <laughs> together too long I see Um. alright guys that's it man thanks for tuning in for another week of the Bitcoin Podcast Network is just the headers. Um, If you like this shit, you'll like everything that we do because we're fucking ballers. And you should li- <laughs> you should listen to all of our shows and all of our things. And you should buy Jesse's boost blocks when they're done, all right? As long Jesse, as long as you make them taste better than that rhino piss I was eating from those other what was that shit that I was eating those was- uh, high low high i don't know what those pre-workout like i want
2: to know were. what it tasted
1: like i'm curious like it must go tasted- get them and taste them and let well, me tell like, you man
2: describe them to me are they like starburst are they like
1: all right imagine soaking leather and gasoline
2: bro give me a candy to start off with like i need to understand oh something.
1: like the consistency <laughs>
2: Yeah, sure. Let's start with that. The
1: consistency is not like a gummy, dude. It just breaks down in your mouth. It's like crunchy and clunky. It's okay, not so it's gummy. like
2: a Sour Patch Kid.
1: No, it's not gummy at
2: all. Sour Patch it, Kids aren't gummy, are they? Yeah, they are. They're gummy Okay, so it's at like all. what's that? What's that gumdrop candy that nobody eats? It's like drops. Dots, I know those. are talking about
1: dots. Yes. Yeah. And those like are that? gummy too. It's worse. It's just uh, okay. I'm telling you, it's like it's like pressure powder. And then you eat it; it just cl- it, it clumps up in your mouth, like pressure Like, okay, imagine, sweet hold tarts. on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain it to you. I'm trying. Okay, to i I'm I'm okay. Imagine you took a bunch of powder and just like squeezed it with an immense amount of pressure. Okay. And it became a cube. Okay. So then, when you go take a bite of it, it just like de- it just crumbles in your mouth, right? Okay. Okay. Now, also imagine you soaked leather in gasoline. Okay. And then not only did you soak it in gasoline, but you put Splenda in that gasoline. A whole okay. bunch of Splenda. Okay. And so then, it's sweet. It's no, it's not sweet because okay. it's gasoline, Jesse. It's gasoline. You can't taste is, is, is it is it
2: is it sour or is it bitter? Like how does the gasoline taste? Dude,
1: it's it's none of the flavors that I've ever <laughs> grown with it with my in my mouth. Like you know, the like bitter, sweet, salty. It's none of those. It's not umami. Those. It's yeah. not sweet. It's, it's like, like chemical. Yes. It, it literally tastes like I just told you, like I take a bite out of leather that's been marinating in gasoline. I've,
2: like that. I have never in my life taken out of taken a bite out of leather. OK, Let have alone you ever tasted gasoline, gasoline
1: on accident? I've
2: never in my life tasted gasoline.
1: Okay, so you've never been doing like yard work and you spill a little bit of gas on your hands and then you forget it's on your hands and then you put your finger no, in your mouth never, for some never. reason. No. Okay. Well, I have accidentally tasted gasoline, <laughs> and it's so disgusting. Gasoline. Damn. Right.
2: Is there any other thing other than gasoline that I could like connect it with?
1: Um, diesel fuel. And uh, so, okay. No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but. Oh like you never siphon gasoline and then you know sucked on a little too long and you taste a little bit of gas. Mm-mm, no, I've
2: never tasted wow. gas. I you know I do when I siphon gas, I siphon gas the right way. You you pinch it, you you make a V and then you no, suck it. No, no, no. You...
1: I'm offended. Okay. I'm offended. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like I'm some kind of non gas siphon and knowing motherfucker i understand what you're saying no okay i get it i get it that's the subtlest insult <laughs> you can say that about anything no because have you ever no because when i do it i do it the right way so i want to start doing that oh, have you ever burnt popcorn before in the microwave no because when i do it i do it the right way I read the fucking. No, you got, you have to can't just say no. I do the right
2: way. You gotta you gotta you gotta, you
1: gotta more story. <laughs> no, because when I do it, I do it the right way. Like get the fuck out of here. Um, have you really tasted gasoline from siphoning? Wrong? Yes, I've tasted gasoline a couple times in my life. Wow, it's interesting. Yeah, it's not that interesting. Apparently, I'm doing everything in my life wrong. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, it tastes that bad. The pre-workout gummies taste really bad, man. Like It's a flavor that I've never experienced before. And I never want to ever again. Okay. Ever. And I've eaten bitter squash. Is it worse than banana runs? I actually like banana runs. Oh, my God.
2: You and some other people that I know.
1: I like runs, period.
2: I like when anyways, it's all the
1: other flavors. They're great. Okay. We got we got a riggedy wrap. So please go to thebitcoinpodcast.com. Follow our things. Listen to all the other shows. Hashing it out. The Bitcoin Podcast. Dose of Ether. Blocked by Design. We're releasing shows for you guys. Content all day or er day. And here's another thing. Um, as a network, you know, we try to do more and more things. And things cost money. So if you could, you could be a patron, um, go over to patreon.com slash the Bitcoin podcast network, and it'll take you straight to our Patreon and you can donate a little money to us every month to help us achieve some of the goals. Like one of our very first goals we're looking to do is hire another part-time producer for the network, just so we can, you know, make good content that much more frequently. For you guys, if you know, we've been experimenting and we had our first hashing it out panel, which is a huge undertaking on Corey and Colin's part. So my hats off to them to um, basically orchestrate that much logistics to get that many people together for a panel It's really awesome. Um, as you've seen, interviews are picked right back up. We're going to have a full load of interviews on the Bitcoin podcast for you guys. Um I mean, yeah, like, support us, man. We got a book. If you go to the you and click on the book. Um, Jesse's going to be running for president one day, so remember that. Oof. Um, <laughs> oof. Huh. Fuck that. That's, the, oof. <laughs> that's what that noise is, right? You want to
2: jump, like, 20 years in your age? Let's let's, let's run for president.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, but anyways, thank you guys for listening week in and week out. Please share this stuff with your friends because um why not man? We have a good time and we talk about crypto and crypto should be more approachable than it is. So that's what we try to do. Uh you got anything else you want to add, Jesse? Uh
2: nope. Thank you all for listening and again like Mstone appreciate you fixing the uh the feed and yeah. we're back to our program schedule for Shout just that
1: Mstone, man. Coming in the fucking clutch on a Tuesday. All right. Play the outro.